You know the side camera has stopped three times, by the way. Oh yeah, I was hearing. Were you hearing that? Yeah. Why did it stop? Why is it stop? Oh, it overheated. Okay, that makes life. Ooh, easier. the conversation's too hot. That's. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh at that? Come on, that's that was that was a rubbish joke, man. That's why I laughed. Bloody hell! You the what? only joke I've laughed at in the whole day. That's not even funny. The. Now I get one clap. I get a slow clap now. <laughs> Assalamualaikum legends We've got a very good podcast for you today mashallah. Uh, a lot of people have been asking about Sam Trinity's position on the vaccines And you know, what's going on uh, Are we going to be forced to do all of this uh, Put all these injections into our bodies and all that kind of stuff So we've got a very important podcast to you On the vaccine issue today Before we jump into it just a quick reminder Please do consider subscribing I notice in the statistics a lot of people are watching On YouTube for example uh, and They're watching but they're not subscribed So subscribe, hit the bell notification uh, They're on the screen right now and you'll be at the front of the queue to get all of the uh, good stuff whenever we release it. And also, finally, please do consider donating to sumtrinity.com forward slash donate. Uh, please do try and uh, help this uh, podcast continue going and all of Sumtrinity's excellent projects. Let's try and get 250 people eh? uh, giving five pounds a month. It's only, I think, 16 pence or something a day. You can do it. Uh, I believe in you. Assalamu alaikum, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the unscripted podcast by sam 21c we've got a special one in store for you today we have uh, all the way from uh, sunny manchester uh, even though it's at night uh, sheikh abu isa nemotullah assalamu alaikum sheikh alaikum salam rahmatullahi wa barakatuh how are you doing sheikh alhamdulillah i wish it was this funny. is where we do the fake fake salam like we haven't been testing the mic for the last 30 minutes <laughs> for the last three hours yeah <laughs> so you're a clinical pharmacist by profession uh, you have uh, a few fingers in uh, the old pharmaceutical big pharma industry pies. I wish. I uh, wish you had up. <laughs> so, uh, what were you want to talk about? I mean, a lot of people have been, uh, as I mentioned on the phone the other day, a lot of people have been um, contacting us saying, "What's Salam Trinity see saying about the new COVID vaccine, uh, all that kind of stuff?" And as you can imagine, you've been uh, on the kind of cyberspace uh, train with all the uh, all the the plethora of. Uh, reactions we're getting from not just the COVID pandemic, not just the vaccine, but the whole pandemic itself. Um, so, yeah, we thought let's get someone who's spoken about this, someone who has uh, some skin in the game, someone who has some experience in this. Uh, we couldn't find them, so we thought let's just set up Abu Isa. Haha, <laughs> nice, nice. I was waiting where yeah. that was going to end. But uh, <laughs> let me come right back at you. I, I thought you said they wanted to know what Islam 21C had to say. Obviously, not very yeah. much. <laughs> So, I mean, what I've been saying is just kind of shooting from the hip saying, just do what Bima says, do what Bima says. And I was looking at uh, Bima's kind of, uh, you know, we've been looking at, we've been supporting Remind them. Remind me, Bima is the them. British? British Islamical Medical Association. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Muslim body of I doctors, think. yeah. Something like that. I might have uh, replaced a few letters there. But their, uh, their, their advice is similar to what you uh, kind of uh, came, out, came public with a few uh, days ago, which is you advise people who are uh, vulnerable who are being offered the uh, vaccine to take it it's the recommended current one. let's just be accurate the current one, the current the, one which the, has the been Pfizer, Pfizer BioNTech yeah. because we haven't been Wanda. able to analyze the, the experience fully uh, Moderna yeah. has not released its um, full ingredients list uh, AstraZeneca certainly hasn't and then uh, Johnson mm -hmm. & Johnson and, and the others we're still a while off so yeah only the Pfizer BioNTech one at the moment yeah yeah I know what all those names mean. Um, let me ask you this. So we, we I put some questions out just to general friends and people on social media and stuff saying, you know, what are the kind of top 
uh, issues that people have uh, with this vaccine that are may maybe causing some hesitation. And a common theme is we're being treated like guinea pigs. This has been this has been uh, sped up. This process normally it takes years, but they've done it in a few months. Um, all the rest of it. What do you say about that? Well, there's no doubt about it being uh, sped up. There's there's no doubt. See, the problem is is that um, there are a lot of true points uh, to be made. There are a lot of issues to be raised, genuine concerns, um, and that will always be the case with with medicines and and uh, vaccinations. They've had a uh, a checkered uh, history. I mean, we can mm. wax lyrical about all of the, you know, the the the, the results, the, the successes, getting rid of smallpox, getting rid of X, measles, mumps, and whatever. But um, it has been a process. They're a lot better than what they used to be. There's been a lot of feedback as well. There's been a lot of money that's been paid out, for example, when it goes wrong, and it does go wrong. And um, because we're talking about health, as something which people take very, very seriously, and rightly so, um, mm -hmm. You want, always want to make sure that the testing uh, testing procedure and the testing uh, period is as rigorous and as uh, long uh, uh, as possible. Clearly, um, this one hasn't been in line with the previous ones. The real question is, is that should that in of itself be a problem? Like if I say to you, for example, uh, that this one only took a year to produce, whereas normally... It's kind it of would, arbitrary. Yeah, uh, whereas normally it would take 10 years. Mm. Uh, uh, um, well, okay, that might make sense if you are starting from the very beginning with absolutely no funding, with absolutely no background, with absolutely no people ready to jump into action that have had no experience with the va with vaccines and infections, with um, no interest from the public, with no interest at the state level. Then you know mm. what? If someone produced me a vaccine in, in a year's time, I'd be very, very suspicious. But if we've been doing vaccines now professionally at the global level for 40, 50 years, if we have... Uh, looked at the, the coronavirus uh, itself, or we call it the coronavirus, but let's, don't don't forget that's not actually its name. It's SARS-CoV-2. -CoV it's a mm. form of coronavirus, but it's because it's the most dominant one, the most scariest one, the most you know epic one yeah. on a pandemic level. It's the one which people have now applied the name to coronavirus. It's a form of a coronavirus. It belongs to the family of coronavirus. Coronavirus has been here for ages. We've got like 16, 17 years of experience with coronaviruses, not just the viruses, but vaccines against them. So SARS, for example, us Muslims know very much about MERS, the Middle Eastern version uh, of mm. uh, uh, that coronavirus. So uh, people forget that we've been making vaccines against this form of virus already for many years, many years of safety data as well. Some of the different technologies have been in existence, like live uh, uh, um, viruses, attenuated viruses, for example, inactivated. Um, that technology has been in for, for decades. As for mRNA, the thing which people are so you know, worried about, whether it's the Pfizer or the Moderna vaccine, mRNA technology has been in play for six, seven years, not just in vaccines, but in medication as well. We take it for uh, medicines for macular degeneration when your retina gets too much blood uh, to it, messes it all up. We use mRNA-based medication for that, for, uh, uh, for amyloidosis, for example, for muscular dystrophy, for example. So, you know, some of these techniques have been well available. Throw into that, the public absolutely in pieces, <clears throat> industry in pieces, finances in pieces, the government political crisis beyond the wildest um, imagination. Trump mm -hmm. yani, about to win a landslide, literally coronavirus has destroyed him. Um, its political power has been unprecedented. 
So governments were throwing not millions or hundreds of millions, they threw billions at, mm -hmm. at this project. And once you've been given money and you take red tape away and you take the regulatory agencies and you don't say to them normally like, you know, don't treat the drug companies who are out for profits with disdain, but work with them at every stage because we really now support them. We're your best friends. And you start offering grants to all of the different companies to make sure that you are involved and informed and can act quickly. It's a whole different ballgame. So it's not surprising that the whole thing has been reduced uh, so much. There's a, a friend of mine, for example, that was doing, uh, uh, um, applied for uh, the uh, um, license or the permission to do a study. Normally that would take years to, to uh, uh, receive that. He got it in a couple of months, for example, in mm -hmm. order to do uh, testing. So everything has been expedited, accelerated. We have greater technology. We have greater uh, knowledge as well, money, resources. However, the one thing that we don't have, and that's the big question, is the follow-up data. So to actually get to the development of the vaccine wasn't very difficult. They, were, they had that within a couple of months, actually, right? The, what's taken the majority of the year has been the actual testing period and then enough of a follow-up period after, once we've got the results, positive results, by the way. Remember these, these figures of 90, 95%, it's working, efficacy, blah, blah, blah. That's been around for months. That was not enough for us to be able to license the, 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 the vaccine and spread it. We need to see after a month. The key, the key is a month because normally you don't get serious uh, 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 reactions after a month. They really? went with a couple of months. And after a couple mm -hmm. of months, they've basically gone to the regulatory agencies. They've said, you know what, we're pretty confident. We've seen enough. We've not had enough serious adverse reactions or events. And we're, of course, going to have to monitor that. Ideally, we'd like to be able to spend another one or two years uh, studying the people who've had the vaccine and see what happens, ideally. However, the need is an absolute emergency. We've got millions, uh, 1.7 million dead, three, 4,000 people dying uh, uh, every day, uh, healthcare systems in complete tatters, people's finances, everybody doesn't need a reminding about what, how controversial that is. The shops, the businesses, absolutely up the creek, you know. So yeah, it's been accelerated and I don't have a problem with that. The issue that is of concern is the follow-up data. But in practice, let me just say this to you. This is, I thought this was meant to be a podcast, not another lecture. But um, the, what you need to know is that normally after a month, you're normally seeing bad reactions. If there's a problem, you'll see it. So once you've After a after month a or within a month? Huh? Do you mean within a month or after a month? Meaning that within a month, you normally have a yeah. good idea of what's going on. I mean, part this would be after the second dose in a booster scenario, after a single dose in a single uh, scenario. You're normally uh, a single dose uh, vaccine. So you're normally seeing the kind of uh, reactions happen pretty quick. Um, well, what's the, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, people have... Uh, I mean, I've been Everything. sent so many crazy, crazy things about oh, DNAs in it. And I'm like, bro, you just ate a flipping steak with a bunch of beef DNA in it. So the DNA, the, the, the DNA part, I don't, the, the people who bring up the point of it's manipulating our DNA, it's editing yeah. our DNA, it's going to make us grow horns and, and grow, you know, facial hair out of, you know, nose and ears like yourself, that kind of thing. That is not something which is a side effect uh, issue yeah. when they're talking about side effect they're talking about brain damage autism they're talking about mercury poisoning they're talking about long-term development uh, disorders or other disabilities death uh, huge anaphylactic reactions so that These what are some people are saying is that can still happen then right absolutely I, I, absolutely that could possibly happen here look let's look at the the stats though mm. those type of reactions 
based upon our historical analysis of follow-up data to vaccines, indicate that if a vaccine has gone through its trials, clinical trials, the three, the normal three and sometimes four phases, and it's been given the pass and the go-ahead at each stage, meaning they've weeded out the problematic ones. Like, for example, there's, you know, you know, there's like 90 on the go at the moment, but there was a couple of hundred on the go and a couple of hundred have had different to be vaccines. Yeah. A couple of hundred vaccines uh, 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 attempts have had to be uh, curtailed. The, the one last week in Australia, I can't remember the, com- the company, huge investment went into that one. Um, mm. Melbourne University, I think based, I could have got that wrong. But I mean, the point is, is that they, they, they saw enough to see problems and low efficacy. So there are hundreds that haven't made it, that didn't pass that profile. Once it gets to the end and you're seeing stability, efficacy, working, low mm. side effects, once it's got to that stage and then after a month or two months afterwards, uh, you've not got the, any serious side effects, they estimate from previous vaccines that there's a one in million chance of a serious side effect. One in million. We're talking a death a major anaphylactic re- uh, uh, reaction. Uh, I'm talking long term, I mean, because normally when you get an anaphylactic reaction, a massive allergic reaction, you're normally going to get yeah. that there and then Quickly, in that yeah. first week, yeah. in that first two weeks. So these other long term things are very, very rare. So, and listen, if you start getting into that game, if we're going to, you know, talk to Muslims uh, or, or anybody who's concerned about risk and, and, and things, then you need to know that uh, going out, they, 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 this is not made up by me. This is factual. There's a one in one in one in one hundred chance of you getting uh, hit, uh, killed in a car crash. There's a one in five fifty or five fifty six chance of you being killed whilst walking on the street. That's either via car hitting you or something else. There's a one in one hundred chance, for example, of you one in one fourteen chance of you dying yeah. from a fall. So you are ten thousand times more likely. <laughs> to walk outside of your house and fall over and die than you are to have a serious uh, uh, reaction to a vaccine. Does that mean you won't have one? No. It means that one per one million. It's all, it's all about probabilities. It is all about probabilities. Yeah. Nobody, no, no, no scholar, no expert, no immunologist, no doctor should ever be telling a patient that there's no such thing as side effects. There always are. You know, the, the problem is, though, the problem is that, uh, and I mentioned this to medics and uh, kind of researchers in the past, that you guys are too, um, sometimes too academic and sometimes too careful with your language, whereas the complete Jahil people, they speak in 100% certainty, you know, and they uh, say ridiculous kind of uh, things like, you know, I won't say, I won't make an example, I might offend Mahmoud or something. But uh, they, they, they mention, you know, these, these big statements as though they're facts, um, like going to go horns or whatever. But the, the scientists would be like, well, actually, um, the, the chance of that happening is like uh, 7 As opposed to, to completely di- dismissing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is? The problem is, you know what? That's a really good point. Yeah, if we were to listen to every Tom, Dick and Junaid, yeah, and that's coming out of all the rubbish that they are, then, then you know, we'd be in a mess. And we're being too mm. polite. You know, we're in a position, I mean, I wish I was too polite. And I have to say, I struggle <laughs> immensely with, with, with these kind of every, every Junaid and Bushra who's coming out and saying that you're about to die, whatever, whatnot, you know. And you've got all of these great now responses, which, and, 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 and you know, honestly, the only response is to mock. 
and I know that's not Islamic and it's not right, but it's right to say if you if you drink Ruh Hafza, don't ask what's in the vaccine. If you drink Diet Coke, yeah, don't ask what's in the vaccine. If you use the Masjid Wudu slippers, don't ask what's in the vaccine. I'm telling you, these are absolutely spot on. That's the way you respond to people who operate at that level. As for those folks who want to speak about this properly and professionally and academically with stats and figures, then we would we need okay. a different uh, approach. We need to acknowledge. All right, here's some figures. Here's some figures. Go on. Yeah, you mentioned. Uh, okay, we're talking about the Pfizer slash BioNTech um, thing here, and the, I, I was having a read of the Bima. Uh, advice and they, they give some, gave some stats about it you're right in terms of you mentioned the you know it's been sped up uh, but they mentioned that you know one of the reasons it's sped up is because things that happened in series before are now happening in parallel that's right uh, so that's that's you know it doesn't mean less research and less scrutiny is necessarily being done still the same normal phases phase one two three but they um, they said something like two thousand person years uh, which sounds like a lot. I don't know what to compare that to. 2,000 person years have been uh, involved in this study. They said 42,000 people uh, were used in the in the trials. Half of them given the half of them were the placebo group, the control group. Half of them were the vaccine group. And that's where this 95% um, efficacy um, stat comes from. So the control group, 162 people got it, and the vaccine vaccinated group, eight people got it. So all of these big numbers, they boil down to just 162 people uh, got it versus eight. When you're looking at now the, this handful of people compared to 42,000, isn't it safer just to not just just to carry on and, and, and uh, you know, out, out of uh, 21,000 people who got the placebo, only 162 of them ended up uh, getting the the, the symptoms of COVID in the first so, place. But so, is this yeah, so what you're saying is that is it even that serious a condition with its own inherent risk that we're now taking a additional risk with yeah. the with the vaccine? I mean, it's, it, it's, it's actually interesting, especially from an Islamic finance point of view or Muamalat's point of view and on the issue of uh, what we call uh, when you're discussing the issue of gambling, the introduction yeah. of a new risk into a set scenario increases the the problematic nature of the, the mas'ala. So, as you said, you've already got a certain risk. To minimize the risk, you wouldn't asset, you wouldn't enter into a, a new event with a new risk, i.e. the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 the truth is, is that the, 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 the problem of coronavirus, of, of COVID-19, cannot be based upon, or the impact of COVID-19 cannot be based just upon the low mortality rate of its people of, of its victims there's a multi-dimensional kind of approach that's required to understand what the issues are so for example people look at uh, the um, uh, mortality you know it's, it's natural we always go to the most dramatic so we want to see how many people die of this versus how many people die of that yeah. but if you've had corona and you've got long covid at the moment and you are suffering now six months down the fatigue and we know people everybody obviously now knows someone who's had coronavirus or COVID-19 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we're probably getting close soon to everybody now knowing someone who's now got COVID-19 long meaning that they're suffering from this just incessant fatigue constant joint ache body ache they've been able to now specify it now quite quite specifically the cough and our respiratory systems are kind of like lingering about but it's the fatigue absolutely knackered all the time um yeah. that has a health cost that has an industry cost uh, 
but even these, this is not the primary uh, point. The primary point is the healthcare system. The healthcare system still has to look after and, and invest all of its time and resources in this one event or one cause, which has left the rest of our healthcare in complete chaos. Now, I am the first to admit, and I explained this in my detailed lecture on this issue, that if you belong, belong in a country or a culture that is not dependent upon first world uh, uh, healthcare systems and always insisting to mm -hmm. be admitted to hospital and receiving top care, then you know what? Like in my village, like in my village in the northwest frontier uh, of Pakistan, when I'm chatting to my family, they're saying, what corona? What are you talking about corona? And, yeah. But then at the same time, if they have a heart attack, no one's taking them to hospital either. If they're having a stroke, no one's taking them to hospital either. If someone's got diabetes or someone's yani, got X, Y, Z, the, whole, the hospitals are miles away. Some, you know, mm. guy is going to come and he's going to, you know, put a drip on for him. Yeah, yeah, get a drip, get a drip. Yeah. I'll, and I'll, yeah. I'll add another one to your, drugs, uh, to your jokes. If you're a pack and you're taking any kind of medicine in Pakistan, don't ask what's in the vaccine. <laughs> if you are connected to a drip, Yanni, from the guy, Yanni, who is the doctor, who's actually the shop, the sweet shop seller. The drip probably says who, Pfizer who, on who's it. Who's got, Yanni, a supply of antibiotics and, and, and injections and just goes around and just gives injections to people, right? Don't ask mm. what's in the vaccine. So, you know, if you're not dependent upon the healthcare system and people are just dying of, of a coughing fit and lack of oxygen, well, according to them, you're dying of a coughing fit and a lack of, a lack of oxygen. And that's the end of it. So different cultures are going to react to the emergency nature of this obviously us in the west yeah. is paralyzed us because we're utterly weak pathetic dependent upon the healthcare system so incessantly upset so incessantly uh, dep uh, uh, uh obsessed with always trying to cure something never trying to tough it out not always taking medication uh, always taking medication Everything can't deal with pain you know hypochondriacs just to the max that's our nature and that's why, mm. again, in my lecture, I've said that at not the individual though. Islamic level, it's not obligatory. And I'm, maybe I, I'll even go and say for on an individual level, when there's a choice, I don't even think it's recommended to take the vaccine because I don't certainly hold that position. What do you think so far? Agree? Disagree? Let us know in the comments below. And don't forget to head over to donate.islam21c.com to help fund this podcast. Yeah, I, I, I heard you. I heard you. Uh, your lecture, part of the lecture where you said that. I wanted to ask you a few of those, uh, a few questions about that. But in a minute, inshallah. But just, just on the on this uh, on the stats perspective, right? One of the questions that has come in, and it's a good question. Um, it's okay if you're saying ninety-five percent uh, efficacy, five percent of the people got it. Um, the 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 question is the demographics of that five percent haven't been published is this correct what if it hasn't all of the yeah so what so, if it's all uh packs and muslims whatever and we're we're just wandering into this so so let me let me let me tell you what kind of stuff i get up to all right i i sat in a stream meaning i watched the stream of the um the uh the expert advisory body to the fda on vaccines and biological substances it was an mm -hmm. eight hour session Okay, and uh, um, they passed the Moderna vaccine, 20 uh, uh, in favor, zero against, one abstention. And the reason I'm going to talk about this is because just to make people realize that they're obsessed with conspiracy theories, right? That there's some kind of massive, you know, FDA is against them. The experts are all working together, blah, blah, blah. 
these are the people who speak who are not involved in the field, who don't understand what academics are. Academics, if anything, are completely obnoxious, sticking to their own opinion, not caring about other people. They will speak the truth. They will make sure they blow their own uh, trumpet. They will want to make sure they put their opinion across, differing with each other, ideas, whatever, whatnot. So the idea that the entire scientific community is in on some kind of conspiracy is crazy. And if you actually put some effort in and understand how mm. you know regulatory bodies like the FDA or the MHRA in England make these decisions, they obviously are being told by the government to get a job done, but they're independent. They are experts and we respect that. But they themselves have to take advice from outside bodies, non-government linked, who are also independent. And they will bring up these points that we all have. So the questions that you're receiving, for example, or, or they're not just concerns that you know, you've received. I have those mm. concerns. They really messed up by not increasing BAME, black and ethnic, uh, minority ethnic uh, populations, who are clearly mm. more predisposed to COVID-19 for whatever the reasons are we haven't been able to work out just yet. But therefore, there should have been an increased percentage of those folks in the studies. There weren't. That's a problem. Another uh, yeah, issue, the, yeah. the, the, the concept of the double-blind, uh, 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 random double-blind uh, study in terms of uh, making sure that something works. First of all, a lot of people have been throwing that out. How uh, do you know that vaccine testing is not, uh, uh, not against placebo? When you, when, when, you, when you read statements you know, from these folks who have no idea what they're talking about, it's incredibly irritating. First of all, that's just not true. For example, Pfizer and Moderna. Huge studies, you know, 33,000, 40,000 people in a study is roughly the same that you would have for a normal pediatric uh, 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 vaccine of any other sort. That's a huge study. That's not small by any, yeah. uh, by, by, by any means. So there's, there's no, these are not secondhand, you know, uh, China versions, right? These are proper, bona fide, legit, high quality, good analysis. Um, and they went in with placebos. And they went double blind, meaning that the people do not know. So whoever's getting the vaccine doesn't know it's the vaccine. Yeah. And the, the people who are getting the, the placebo don't know, which is, of course, the gold standard. Standard, but by the way, standard. Uh, it's not the only science. standard, though. You know, a lot of people make it, mm. you know, you hear the word gold standard. It is the gold mm. standard. But that doesn't mean that other studies don't give good results or correct results. That's got to be said. But yes, mm. we want the gold standard placebo study. The problem that we've got is that we are current, and, and a lot of people didn't see this. And you know who brought it up? Not Tom, Dick and Bushra and Tom, Dick and Junaid, right? It's not them who found this out. It's the FDA advisors, the scientists, the virologists, the immunologists, the, yeah. the, the, the doctors themselves have, have questioned Moderna and brought them to task and said, how are we going to deal with this, this, this problem? And it's called unblinding and crossing over from a double-blind uh, uh, placebo study and I don't want to bore everybody and lose everyone but I just want you to understand normally when you're trying to find a vaccine for a, uh, a, a, a very serious condition normally you're not doing it in the middle of, an ep a, 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 of a pandemic you've got a, a, a problem you've identified it it's spreading in a certain area it's well controlled but you know it's very serious so then you apply for license, funding, everybody likes the idea, they invest all the money, you hope to get it right, you put it then through trials, all the rest of it. The difference this time is that the whole world is in the greatest emergency that is probably ever mm. seen. And the pressure upon everybody to ramp it up is crazy. 
on the plus point, it means that you don't need to find some random kind of group of people across the world to, to, uh, to test in. You've got thousands of test subjects that are getting infected all the time. So you can very quickly uh, save so much time to see the efficacy of your vaccine because so many people are getting infected. This is another reason why it became so quick to be able to work out the results. Yeah. The problem is, and think about this, if you have received a placebo and you don't know, of course you don't know. It's double blind. You don't know. And now you've finished from your study. And now you know that the vaccine itself has already been authorized via emergency wow. authorization or already allowed. Or there's another rival vaccine that has been allowed or authorized. So, for example, if you look at Moderna, we've got some people who are still not sure in the trial whether they received the vaccine or they didn't. And yet Pfizer has proved it's worked, already been spread all over the world, already been used, already working. Now... John, do you, don't you think that I have a right as a volunteer who went and, yeah. and, and gave up my <clears throat> and went to Moderna, I'll do this. And now I need to know, by the way, did I actually receive the vaccine or not? Because <laughs> I could get really ill and I want to take the vaccine. So I want to yeah. know whether I got the placebo or the vaccine. And if I didn't, I want to take the vaccine. Now, it is utterly unethical to keep that person in the dark. We've got yeah. to protect them. They've got to have the opportunity to either be told, yeah, you've received it, so don't worry, and we're already going with it, or you haven't got it, and okay, take it. And I'll tell you another one. What about those people who don't even ask that question, but they're in the, 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 the study, but they're health workers, or they are extremely vulnerable, yeah. so they are in a certain mm. tier where they're offered by the government a vaccine. So they've taken a placebo, and they've taken... Uh, the vaccine when it becomes available and you remember in a study are looking at the follow-up data you're making sure that you're monitoring them for years afterwards that's all set up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how can you now rely on this data when the person's actually received the vaccine from the government or from another supplier that data now becomes unreliable so listen nobody especially you know us who are uh, someone like myself, obviously I have a public profile I'm not going to risk my reputation on some vaccine in some big farm of Bakwasi I've got, I've got my own integrity I'm not going to go and swear by that I know it's plus points, I know it's weak points I know it's issues and that is a problem Is it a major problem? Yeah. No, I know it's not a major problem because we've already got the results sufficient enough before we can now allow these people to take the vaccine themselves if they want to. So I'm actually okay them unblinding. And I know there is an ethical deba uh, 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 debate whether you should or you shouldn't. So I'm okay. But on that advisory panel, on that advisory panel, there was one uh, expert, a, 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 a chief virologist, immunologist, he's a microbiologist as well. His name is Michael Carilla. He abstained, right? So he was the abstaining vote. So 24, zero against, and one abstaining. That now means the FDA has now uh, got the green light and that's why it's now authorized Moderna we still haven't done that in the UK now mm -hmm. what was his uh, problem he said that I don't think that the benefits outweigh the risks in the FDA giving this license this drug this vaccine sorry the Moderna vaccine the license to be used in over 18s now that's very interesting like I said why is that the public are not going to be able to catch pick up on that, or maybe maybe some will, but the experts, they know what their responsibility is. They've got to be academically honest. And when you mm -hmm. think about it, there's an argument. It's what you started off at the beginning with. You said that if I'm young and I'm healthy and I'm 20 years old, the, the likelihood of me getting it is maybe high, but being affected by it is incredibly low. Being seriously affected by it is very, very low. 
and death is like in the naught point noughts, right? So if you have that level of risk against the uh, virus, can I now with good conscience say that unrestricted, this in an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old is without doubt the better action for you to take the vaccine, even though we don't know its long-term risk profile. And he said, I can't in good conscience say that. Can I say it for the 30-plus, 50-plus, the 70-plus, the extreme vulnerable? Absolutely. He's behind the vaccine. He wants the vaccine to be given, but he doesn't want to agree to the statement or the license because the license mm. is restricted to what it says. He doesn't want to say, yeah, I will accept that or I will promote this in over 18. So my point, uh, uh, Salman, is that there are concerns, valid concerns, but we shouldn't just because there's some controversy or some concerns lose yeah. sight of the wood for the trees. This is a safe vaccine, or certainly the ones in front of us at the moment, that should be taken by the uh, clinically uh, vulnerable and the rest of the folks who are not in that scenario. Then they should look to uh, um, the uh, maslaha, the benefit for themselves, for the people around them. And if, they, if it becomes a request from the government that we now are asking everybody to take it because the herd immunity level is too low and we need to do it and not for you. We get it that Yani, you are fine and you're fit and you're young, whatever, but we need yeah. it to be able to create what we call sterilizing immunity or take it sterilizing immunity to the level of herd immunity from the individual level to make it Yani something very good in terms of reducing transmission, then you do it. And that's what we're recommending. That's all. Otherwise, I'm not saying that everyone should take the vaccine. It doesn't have any problems. There are no ethical concerns. Of course there are. There's always issues that are behind the scenes that some companies might want to hide. But in fairness, I don't think any of these boys have tried to hide anything. So what? let, let me ask you this. What's all of this about the companies um, uh, getting some kind of assurance that they won't be sued? You, you might, must have seen this go around as well. That's standard. That if something goes wrong. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's standard in a concern. And it's a standard in practice, and it's been in uh, in place since uh, 1986 or 88 or whatever in the National Vaccine Compensation Program, or the I think in the UK we call it the National uh, the, the Vaccine Injury Payment, and that is simply a, the government. You know, I was someone sent me a clip the other day and said that um, a person said this haram. Our biggest problem is people saying silly things, you know, like silly things. Wallahi, Annie, you know, one of the uh, high-profile people sent me, I need you to speak to this person, uh, really, and, and sort him out because he's causing fitna. And I said, why? What's, what's he causing fitna about? He's saying that, uh, and he sent me a clip. In the clip, the guy was saying, you are non-Muslims, you are kuffar, you are non-... He was making takfir on the basis of them wanting to take the vaccine. There were people, it was outside mm. a COVID cl uh, clinic, yeah, where people, and 70, 80, 90-year-old people were getting vaccines. And he's saying, you're kuffar. You're, yani, you are not Muslims, you are not Muslims, so you have that. And then you, I, I see another one of a scholar who's sitting there who's saying it's completely haram for the, for the vaccine company to be indemnified. It's completely haram for the vaccine company to be indemnified. Habibi, are you, are you, are you, are you, he had a sheikh in front of his name. I said, what, 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 what fiqh is this? <laughs> yani, what do you mean it's haram to be uh, indemnified? It wasn't them refusing to pay it. The government is paying for them. Habibi, and did you understand fiqh or not? So, uh, okay. so you know, he thought that, you know, uh, it's the idea. Uh, he, he, obviously, he, he can't even be a beginner in fiqh, 
let alone he, he, he understood that if a person sells you something and says, by the way, if this kills you or it's rubbish or it's no good of use and doesn't work, well, it's tough. Like I'm giving you something broken and you got to pay full price for it. This is the level of his mu'amalat. The vaccine, yeah. the vaccine payment scheme was set up because the governments themselves want to promote the use of vaccines. That's straightforward. They also know that there are risks of problems and those risks are going to stop people taking them. So we have to protect these vaccine companies to be caught up in litigation all the time. And so they took the responsibility off them and allowed them to go ahead. The, the, is this is this normal for all vaccines or is COVID one specific? 1988 has been in play. In this country, it's been, in, I don't know how many thousand incidents, we've paid out over 80 million pounds. Mm-hmm. It's not something which is new and it's not something which is small. So... So if someone grows horns or something, then... Uh, if someone grows then... horns, okay, first of all, if they're a nice set of horns, then he should, yani, you know, look at that and uh, take some benefit from that. But on a serious yeah. point, um, if a person had a serious side effect that they believe was due to the vaccine, there is a system there to compensate those people. At the mm. current rates that we have in terms of, in terms of the, uh, um, uh, in terms of incidents, they're an incredibly rare event. An incredibly rare event. Yeah. Oh. Uh, just a reminder, please do head over to donate.islam.com uh, to help fund our habit, uh, podcast. I mean, if you think about it, £80 million over 40 years, I mean, obviously £80 million is a lot of money, but we're talking 40 years of hundreds of millions of doses of vaccine. Yeah. Listen, you can't... You know, I joke about if you drink Diet Coke, don't ask what's in the vaccine. Right? Let me tell you something. My mom absolutely is, in fact, every mom absolutely hates the fact that their kids, if I'm still a kid, of course I'm still a kid, drinks diet drinks and all the aspartame and all, all that kind of bakwas, yeah? Mm. Listen, I've accepted the risk. I know that's going to kill me at some point. That's the end of the story. <laughs> it's the only thing that's allowing me to not drink the sugar-based ones. I'm, listen, I'm not giving any health advice here and the doctors and, everybody, and all the moms are now having a heart attack. This is destroying us. I am not promoting Diet Coke. I'm just saying Pepsi Max. when it comes to yeah, Diet Pepsi, the, the, uh, the idea that we uh, partake in all of the medicines that we consume, the food, the drink, the this, the that, in our world today, every yeah. single thing has a risk of uh, multifold, manifold risk of long-term effects whether it's from pesticides, whether it's from genetic uh, modifications, whether it's whatever, whatnot. And, and I think that's valid. And I think that we make that decision every single day. And that's why I don't have, listen, Salman and everybody who's listening, I have absolutely no problem with people who do not want to take the vaccine. I, as I said in the lecture, doctors and, and pharmacists who are medicine experts, okay, drug experts, they themselves are the ones who least go to doctors, least take medicines. It's just our nature, it's our reality. From the Sunnah as well, it's not something which is recommended or massively any something which is good. We know from a, just a common sense point of view, I'm going from all the areas, so professional, from Islamic, from common sense, the less that you use of medications yeah. does strengthen the, the body. The 
the more that you'll have available in emergencies. The less antibiotics you take, then when you really do get the infection, it will have a much more stronger impact upon you in your time of need. The less painkillers that you use, you'll have a higher pain threshold. You'll be able to take a lot more. And then when you take the painkiller, small levels will be able to knock you out. No problem at all. You won't need to go up the pain uh, killing uh, yeah. a ladder and go to analgesics, uh, go to opioids and go to crazy stuff. So common sense wise, we shouldn't be taking medicines unless we have to. So there's no way that I'm going to be saying everybody should go out there. And if you don't want to, then say that. But don't go and talk rubbish. Don't chat rubbish. Don't say that, Yanni, I'm going to uh, take the vaccine and I'm going to be, Yanni, get a laptop stuck, stuck up my nose. Or I'm going to be able to be tracked everywhere that I walk. Nobody cares about tracking you. You're a nobody. Okay? You're an absolute nobody. Nobody cares where you go and what you do. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah that they vaccinated. Uh, they started vaccinations with a proper people. A proper people. Yani the elderly, muhtaram, respected, aqil, common sense people. Yani, subhanallah, at least when these folks were slightly younger and they were concerned about vaccinations and, you know, they were worried about actually, uh, uh, they had a real fear. Back in the day, yani, when you were using, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, methyl uh, mercury, for example, as opposed to ethyl mercury that came later. Now hardly it's used at all. Back in those original days, they used to be seriously worried about birth defects, about disabilities, when these preservatives and, 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 and uh, adjuvants and all these different kind of metals and poisons mm. were in its infant stage, infancy stage, and they were used. People were seriously concerned at that time about disabilities. Now people are worried about like as if yeah, they're going to take the vaccine and it's going to download yeah, Windows 95 in them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They had a real let concern. Me, me, now these yeah, me, millennials and God knows what, Anyway, I don't want to go yeah. and attack my favorite group of people, but you know, it's it's let, it's, let me it's let me very, let me uh, very, let me pick up very, on a few of those points. When of... you see people just chatting rubbish, that's that, that's my point. If yeah. you don't want to take it, well, I'll shake your hand. I respect you for it, but don't lie. Don't chat rubbish. Don't put other people at danger. Don't spread yeah. nonsense. Just say this is the sunnah. This is what I'm going to do. That, that's my decision. Well, barakallahu fiq. Zakallahu let me, Zakla. Uh, let me, let me, let me pick up on one of those points, right? So I, I want to talk about the whole, you know, um, informed consent kind of thing, and obviously talking about the fake news and the and and the deeper problems of our epistemology when we're entertaining conspiracy theories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you mentioned the Sunnah. You mentioned what the Madhahib say about uh, taking medicine generally, and you're talking about medicine in terms of, you know, I agree painkillers, uh, antibiotics especially, you shouldn't take them if you don't need them. You should try and increase your threshold and all the rest of it. But I think there's a, there's an important distinction between that kind of stuff and vaccines, no? Because when you're talking about vaccines, when you're talking about someone has a headache and they, they, they you know, if they're, they're increasing their tawakul, they're, they're doing ruqiyah on themselves and so forth, that's good. There, there's that element as well. We need to inculcate, we need to strengthen that. But it seems that for public health crises, shouldn't we be applying the fiqh of public safety rather than the fiqh of medicine in general? Because that's a personal thing. It's a very, very good point. Uh, it's a very good point that can we make an analogy from a uh, from masail, from issues that in the books of fiqh are talking about personal choice versus mm. now, as you said, where populations are being asked one way or the other to get involved. And uh, although the government is not obligating it, indirectly they are, or they certainly will. Um, there's no doubt that for them to protect the industries that they are wanted to support, they're going to put restrictions. There'll be some form of passports, etc., etc. 
Um, mm. So I agree that it's a. It, that it, it, I don't think it's a completely different conversation, but it needs a separate conversation. It needs a separate discussion, and that discussion has been had. Now, my point is, is that there's a fair criticism to make, and then just hearsay. The fair criticism yeah. um, would be, for example, I don't have a risk myself. Do I have to be, you know, do I have to go along with something to protect others? So, for I mean, I see a lot of people talking about, you know, uh, a lot of people answering this by saying, well, don't you go Hajj, don't you go Umrah, you need to get the meningitis uh, vaccine. And so that's not a, that's not an argument. That's not a legal argument. The Saudis decision to vaccinate. So therefore, you there's no problem. Therefore, you should vaccinate. That's that's only an unbar person would put that argument forward. The the, 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 the truth is, Let me cross is that, that one out. <laughs> if, a per, if a person has uh, no risk and looks after mm. themselves, should they take a meningitis vaccine to prevent the spread in an emergency amongst millions of people in that scenario? I.e., is it linked to personal freedom or maslaha? And the fuqaha are agreed that the, 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 that the reason that rulers are obeyed, whether they're Muslim or non-Muslim, is the maslaha, the benefit of yeah. the community at large. That is why it is obligatory to obey the ruler if he gives a ruling that everybody is to be uh, obeyed or everybody, everybody is to be forced to be vaccinated to protect a vulnerable group or a certain group of people or a certain issue. This concept applies in, I don't know how many different scenarios, like a curfew, for example, in a extraordinary yeah. incident or a terrorist attack or a, uh, you know, you go into a, 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 a when a, when a, uh, let's say that I'm in a bank and there's another 100 people in the bank and the bank robbers come in and they rob the bank and the cops arrive and then, you know, they blast open everybody, everyone's on the floor and they've done that whole, you know, uh, taking their clothes off and they're dressed as civilians. The cops are going to make every single person then lie on the floor, arrest every single person, young, old, black, white, yani, yeah. pregnant, not, whatever. We're not assuming anything. The criminal could be hiding amongst anyone. They'll go and arrest them. They'll put them in a cell. They'll question them until they're absolutely sure that everybody is a, a, a yeah. is not the, the, the suspects. Is that allowed or not? It's haram. Of course it's haram to do that. That's a zulm. Is it allowed in this scenario? Of course it is. Because the maslaha is that the people need to be caught. So this is something which is many yeah. examples in fiqh that people are required to, if it will be required, I'm saying. I don't know if it will be. But if the need comes and there is no actual yani, evidence that it is something which is a definite harmful or causing death or causing a problem especially with the safety profile so th th there's not an Islamic problem here there's not an mm. Islamic problem but here's where I want to say why there is a concern sorry that we do need to validate the concerns of some people against the concept of vaccinations and how they see them separately to medicines one of the bad uh uh, experiences that the Muslims have had with vaccines makes it a very legitimate concern. Like, for example, HPV, uh, uh, the the virus, human papillomavirus, which is um, in most countries given to women or girls of pre-sexual pre age, around 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. And it's obviously protecting against HPV, which primarily, primarily, is uh, transferred via sexual contact, but actually it can be transferred via other, via blood, via razors, via via pregnancy, via whatever. 
And obviously it has a complication, a significant complication, mm-hmm. risk of genital warts, cancer, cancer and the like. A community that is looking after and doing tarbiyah right, they don't even in their wildest dreams expect that their population of girls, young girls, are going to be involved in sexual contact with multiple partners, which is what this is what's about, or same-sex relationships and all that kind of nonsense, right? So yeah. it's completely acceptable for a country, let alone a culture or a community, for a country, a Muslim country, for example, to look at in shock and horror at a vaccine that's protecting against a condition that is non-existent in their community or very, very low incidence because most people do not expect the people to do that. And mm-hmm. they see it like even in the West it's understood as something which which promotes illicitness. It kind of, yani, you know, give this vaccine that means now your girl, you're allowed now to go out and do your parties, go and have your fun, what you want to do with the different partners and whatever. And when it gets that kind of reputation, that it gives sexual freedom and protection mm. for girls to now go and, and boys, uh, you can, uh, both of them can have HPV, then you can see that the Muslim kind of response to a vaccine like this is that this is just trying to cause a problem, increase the any uh, sexual illicitness, blah, 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 blah. And that's valid. That's absolutely valid. That's absolutely... I haven't uh, involved... My, my kids have not been involved in that. I don't ever expect that to happen. Could it yani, be? Is it maybe responsible or irresponsible? That's my decision. I'm not going to go yeah. out there and t- make lies about it. I'm not going to say that the vaccine is uh, this and is wrong and, uh, or the vaccine is uh, full of poisons and it's going to kill your kid and it's going to make them grow horns and it's got yani, microchips in there, whatever, whatnot. But I'm going to yeah. say, listen, I don't like what the consequences or what it's indicating. I don't yani, like the idea about behind it. There's, there's, there's a broader discourse that it fits into, broader politics, broader... Uh, soft power, for example, you can argue. Uh, of course, um, let let me ask you this: What's what 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 have the 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 experts in your in your research? What have they said about the fact that? Um, I mean, some a lot of people are arguing. I don't know if there's a basis to this, but uh, this vaccine that we're currently uh, going through in the UK, the Pfizer, the Pfizer one, um, it doesn't actually stop you spreading it to others. Yeah. So. You know, here's the, here's the interesting thing. Actually, that these two, from the, uh, the, uh, from the initial studies, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the mRNA ones, meaning Pfizer and the Moderna ones, seem to actually have, inshallah, quite promising results in what we call sterilizing immunity. Immunity is of different levels, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't want to get too technical, let me put it a different way, that it could have a, 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 a number of positive effects. The least positive effect is that if you get corona, you're not going to die of it. It reduces any major uh, symptoms and it makes sure you only get away with yeah, yeah. something minor. That's the worst case scenario of a successful vaccine. The best mm-hmm. case scenario of a successful vaccine is that it completely protects you. It doesn't, yani, you don't even feel anything, right, when you get and it. And your mates as well. And it kills it stops the transmission of it, doesn't allow you to spread it to anybody else, and that the immunity lasts for 20 years, for 30 years, for 50 years, right? Mm. That's the perfect, perfect vaccine. Do we have the perfect vaccine? Of course not. But then, is there any medicine which is perfect in that sense? You know when we uh, give uh, uh, medicines for for blood pressure, for example, or a beta blocker, for example, we always Mm. have the decision to make that you've got one which has been in the market for 20, 30 years with 30 years of safety data, long term stability, can see all of the side effects and play around with them. So, for example, we give medication. You see, 
People think that side effects is just something which is just yani, linked to vaccines or some new con concept. What if I tell you that humans, mankind, has been intentionally, actively working with side effects to create a, a response? What if I tell you that the Prophet wasallam came across a person, a person came to him and he had a, a stomach problem. And the Prophet wasallam gave him honey. Now honey... Right, it is good for constipation. It actually causes diarrhea. Right, there is a theory. There are some scholars that said that the reason that the Prophet ﷺ gave honey was to actually increase the rate of diarrhea. To, I mean, it's a theory, meaning that it's nobody eats honey to have diarrhea. Nobody wants to take honey so they have a bad stomach. People take honey for their wounds, for their general health, for their throats, this, that. Not because I want to go to the toilet because it's pain. But if you have a stomach mm -hmm. infection and you have a problem, the side effect is now actually what's helping us here. The problem part of the, of the drug, of the shifa, of the asal itself, the negative side of part of it is actually now helping us here as well. So mm. side effects are to be managed. So when we decide to give a certain visa blocker, for example, to a particular patient, and we see that the new one, which is side effect free, blah, 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 but costs like 100 times the amount, there'll be certain people in the country that will say, well, you know what? Let me know the side effects of the, the one which is 50p. And you tell them. They say, you know what? I'll handle those. Because if it's just a headache and just a this, just a that, am I able to take paracetamol at that quantity to be able to cover it? The doctor will say yes. And many people will take the 50p option over the £100 a pack option. By the way, aspirin yeah. is a classic example. Everybody knows aspirin thins the blood and most people take it, you know, uh, to avoid heart attack or just after a heart attack. It costs like one pence for a packet, one pence for a packet. But it has a risk of bleeding. It increases the risk of bleeding, it increases the risk of ulceration. It, it, has, it has significant yeah. side effect problems. In certain people who have got ulcer histories, we can't give it to them. It's just too, too, too much risk of, uh, of, uh, of exacerbating stomach ulcers. Mm. So the alternative which thins the blood and it doesn't cause a problem to the stomach is sometimes a hundred, a thousand times its price. In a certain country, people are going to make a decision that, you know what, I'm going to have a proper biryani meal first before I take my aspirin <laughs> so that I protect my stomach with all of that yani gunk in there. They will do these things. They'll get industrious because they've got enough mm. history and understanding and no surprises from the side effect profile of a well-established drug. So my point is, is that when it comes to uh, 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 vaccines, that is always going to be a problem. It doesn't matter how long you wait. You know, yeah. in some studies, in some of the earlier vaccines, 10 years later, we're still doing the follow-up studies and making sure that we can tweak things and so on. And these vaccines now, and this is important, Salman, and again, this has turned mm. into another lecture, man. I thought you were going to be you know, arguing more and doing being a normal, irritable, irritating Salman, but I don't know what's happened to you, bro. You lost your touch. The, the interesting thing about Moderna, Right, the, the one which has just been uh, uh, released. Actually, it's fascinating. This is going to not just be studied for all of its follow-ups in its existing groups and all the people who are taking it, and not just at that level, but they're still mm. not even sure whether, they, whether they've got the optimum dose. Like, uh, you know when oh, they started okay. the study at the beginning, they started off with 25 micrograms and 250 micrograms and 50 micrograms as a dose and, as, uh, uh, two, and, and, then, and there's two doses. Very, very quickly, because of the public pressure, government pressure, they saw the results with 100 microgram very early on. 
promising. They said, you know what? We're not going to waste time here. Let's pull the people and bam, all them into 100 micrograms. And they got mm-hmm. these results currently off a 100 microgram dose. Now that the drug is out and it's being used, do you think they're going to sit there? No. They can now do the following. Number one, now start to ex- ex- experiment in various groups whether 250 is more efficacious, takes it to 99%. They're going to now start checking whether going down, for example, or going at 150 in a single dose, for example. They're going yeah. to now, that, uh, uh, Sahin, the, the head, I was listening to him the other day uh, about the one who found the BioNTech uh, uh, vaccine. He's now focused. He's now got this out. That's just part one. Now his focus is to change the formulation so it doesn't have to be kept at minus 6,000 million degrees, right? <laughs> He's now going to find one which is going to be able to be transported around at 2 degrees, 8 degrees, and it's not costing 50 quid, but it's costing 50p or something like that. That's yeah. what the next stage is, and they'll be checking bioavailability. There's the, the, the big study, for example, what if a person, you've heard this issue, I've had corona, I'm not t- I've, I've got natural immunity now, so I yeah. don't need to take the vaccine. There is actual clear scientific data that shows that the level of immune response that you get even after having the infection is not as strong as the artificial one that's induced by a vaccine. So uh, so a new study that Moderna are going to do, and they've already started, is what if we only give one dose to a person who's had the infection and that booster dose is boosting the natural immunity uh, response. Therefore, they won't need two, two doses. And that would then help in the number of doses, bring the cost down, help the sterilizing, yeah, yeah, uh, help yeah, uh, herd yeah. immunity. So listen, these studies will need to go on, variations of them on, again, 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 again. There's nobody trying to hide this information. Nobody's trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Could we uh, 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 have done more? Yes. Should we have done more before we released it? In my personal opinion, no. In my professional opinion, no. In the professional opinion and the scientists and experts of the, of the world's uh, leading virologists and immunologists, answer is no, which is why they recommended it. And there is no reason for us. You know, you can have all the yeah. conspiracy theories in the world for us to think that they're all one part of some massive cabal you know, that are holding you know, the world to ransom. And uh, I don't know what kind of conspiracy ideas that, mashallah, you guys talk about Islam 21C every week. <laughs> We do not uh, engage in conspiracy theories in Islam You are but a conspiracy we're, theory. We're, You're right. I'm a conspiracy theory. My, uh, I take that as a compliment. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this, okay? This is a question that uh, some people have asked, or, or, or a claim, rather, right? So in terms of um, the reduction of mortality over the last few decades with the proliferation of vaccines and so on and so forth, they say, wait a second, what if it's just um, Natural caused by, by something else? Is this not right? true? That the real, the real, the vaccines are, you know, um, useless. The real reduction of mortality rates around the world are because of decades of the general improvement of hygiene and control of hygiene, better hygiene, lower deaths, etc., etc., etc. Not, you know, these vaccines that make uh, big lower, pharma lower, lots of money. Lower levels of this and higher levels of hygiene didn't help the world right now, did it? Right? We're in the worst crisis we've ever seen. It didn't help the world right now. So, first of all, that's rubbish. Secondly, that idea that um, smallpox died out and measles died out and all the rest of it died out not because of the vaccine that's completely acceptable as a theory no point you putting that theory forward once we get a vaccine now vaccine everybody vaccinate everybody and then you say oh actually it wasn't because of the vaccine <laughs> yeah but it was because of x y z if you had put the theory out before the vaccine was used i take it I, you know we're people of science yeah. we take the stats it's just nonsense you know, this is my point. And if you're going to argue against it, argue with the real problems. Argue and say, I don't trust Pfizer. 
you know what? Yeah. I don't trust Pfizer as well. I if Pfizer was doing this in house, but you trust Shaheen, don't it? No, no. But listen seriously. If Pfizer was doing this in house, the amount of stuff that they've done, bro, they come try and buy me out. I remember twenty years ago in the pharmacy at the low level. I need, uh, 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 you know, speak to doctor, do this, make sure they give our drug. This that way. It's a complete you know, corruption. Yeah. In our Sharia, we also know that taking the gifts in this scenario is something which is impermissible, let alone at the professional level. They are up to the most dodgy practices, mm. right? But just because some people are doing haram or corruption or dodgy practices or whatever, whatnot, does not mean that they don't speak the truth or don't do good or don't get it right or don't bring benefit. That's just nonsense. Yeah. That's not common sense. It's not professional. It's not Islamic. Where does this idea come from? The, the, the independent experts, the independent panel, panel, uh, panels, advisory panels, the regulatory bodies, those are the people that we're putting our trust in. Those are the folks mm -hmm. that we are yani, hoping that are going to get the job done. And based upon the facts, not just their statements, we look at the data ourselves, we see the strong points, we see the weak points. Those panels themselves are holding these companies to account. If they pass yeah. it and are happy with it, it doesn't always mean there's a massive conspiracy, that they're all in bed together, that this negative thinking, this suspicious thinking, this paranoia is so unbecoming of the Muslims. Yani we are the people who are least concerned about what happens. Yani because remember in, in, in Islam, different to Christianity and different, and this is where it comes from. It's not from Islam. It's from our wider uh, religions yeah. that we've had exposure to. For mm -hmm. them, it's always about other people. That's why Christianity is all about Isa Islam dying for the world's sins. It's everybody else, yani got to deal with it. Personal agency, individual agency is not a real thing. Whereas in Islam, we recognize that there is no person that carries the sole burden of anybody else. You are responsible for yourself. And so when we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge us for the way we think, the way we act, the way that we do, that nobody can force you into this, force you, you can't use excuse that he said this, that she said that. I, no, you have been given agency, you have been given aql, you are responsible. So for the Muslims to always think that that's going to happen to me, they're going to murder to me, they're going to... So what? Even if it was true, so what? You won't be held accountable for that. It's crazy how weak we've been made, weak up here, that we're so scared of absolutely everything. We were talking about this in the car last night with Mahmoud as well. We, we, it's really important that we have to um, kind of cut off the, the, the rabbit hole that people go down because at the end of it is a rejection of Islam itself because if you're rejecting things like um, the trusted testimony of experts, if you're rejecting things like mass transmission, you mentioned hundreds if not thousands of scientists and experts, um, all kind of uh, uh, pushing the same, well, largely the same kind of narrative, largely the same, doing the same uh, peer-reviewed uh, uh, studies and so on and so forth, and, they, and, and, and to such a degree that it's it's um, irrational to think that they all throughout so many countries and, 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 and throughout this time they all gathered upon the same lie or they all happened to make the same mistake and this this if it sounds familiar obviously this is Tawato uh, uh, right? this is how we know this is how we know the Thawabit of Islam the, the, the main kind of uh, core issues about Islam the source of Islam for example MashaAllah Mahmoud got that deep yani he got that, to that level not Mahmoud obviously I had to help him out a bit <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, I mean that—that's the thing. If, if I don't mean to be rude to anyone watching who's kind of no, uh, so dabbled in these Wallahi, things, I just want to but say, Salman, I just need to emphasize that point. It yeah. is so true. 
What have we become when you become that paranoid? When you become so intellectually weak? It's just, it's just insane. This is not acceptable it's like an at extremes, any level. Let alone un unwarranted skepticism. Listen, when I gave my lecture, I started off with this point. I said that mm. the reason that I've actually done this is because this is this what what is descended into is not becoming of the title Muslim. Like we expect this crackpot nonsense, Bakwasiani, you know, from some people who are in a bunker in a southern state of Texas or in Houston or whatever, right? And you know, with their guns and them. Houston uh, is where NASA is, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> wherever it is. Okay, Yanni, you know, some. I don't know. Uh, you know you don't as well as is, not, yeah, I don't know what the phrase is, if you can say redneck or not, whatever. You know, they're saying there, they've got their yeah. guns, everyone's up against them. They've got their old uh, uh, wind up radio, and they're there, Yanni, you know, expecting the, the attack to occur. That's Yanni, the people, yeah. the misfits of society who don't belong and whatever, whatnot, the kind of rubbish that they regurgitate. Yanni, the Muslim, it, if they are starting to give so much power to the powerless, to the shaitan who has incredible yeah any per, uh, permission and game and 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 tricks and moves and yet we know that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not allow him to overcome us that we are still ultimately responsible and that's mm. someone who's got genuine control power this that and so on yeah, and for these us to be so scared of the the state or big state or big farmer or this or that to the level that it makes us reject absolute yani facts. It makes us reject the day, it makes us reject the night. It, it's only your iman, your adab is gone. Mm. So you see the way that they speak. Like this, like the, the, the videos you're seeing of the people. What has not wanting to take the vaccine or taking the vaccine got to do with you are not a Muslim? You are not a Muslim. To what level have you gone? Yani to, when people are making these kind of statements, their aqidah has become so weak. Yani, you know, the problem is, is mm. I don't want to just turn this into a bashing session of uh, people who uh, don't want to take the vaccine. Because like I said, I don't have a problem people don't want to take the vaccine. It's the anti-vax movement. It's the extreme statements. It's the lies. It's the... the, it's the, the you know, the problem is, the problem is things that make sense. <laughs> yeah. That's our human weakness that we get drawn into not things that are because there's a difference between things that make sense and things that are true yeah yeah obviously true will make sense but even completely batil ridiculous um demonstrably false things they can make sense to people right because it's 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 a personal it's it's filtering through your own cognitive faculties and 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 we we've seen we, we've seen neuroscientists we've seen uh, cognitive scientists psych, uh, psychologists they studied this in depth the muslim theologians they studied in depth in, in talking about tazkiyat and nafs and and all that kind of good stuff about how um something wrong can actually make sense and be so many times that shaitan beautified you don't even need shaitan sometimes that something false can make sense if you build up a broader narrative about it and if that's the first thing that someone hears about a subject then you have that anchoring bias as well you're you're looking at the new opinion through the lens of your previously held one and if that previously held one was the world is flat or lizards control the world or there's no such thing as covid or whatever then you're going to naturally have some resistance to accepting that aren't you absolutely and yeah and listen 
Listen, I, I know that a lot of people get offended. They say that, you know, how dare you treat us like that and we're not all bandwidth and all the rest of it. I'm not talking about everybody. Uh, certainly, if you're going around in the street saying that, you know, you're going to grow gold horns and Michael, what's his name? Gate, that fish called the Microsoft guy. What's his name called? Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates controls my mom and dad and my whatever. And, you know, all this kind of nonsense. Then you are the band of all bandos. Yeah? And he, honestly, you don't belong in a... You, you're, 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 you're besmirching the name of, of villages and villages, right? The, mm. the, 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 the issue is, is that if you have genuine concerns, then you should speak to an expert and not go into the internet and just, just you know, find the expert that you want or a scholar that say, is, is validating what you want. And... You're falling into this, the same trap of the worst of the sects that have come in our Islamic history and also mm. world history, just human history, when people are always looking for validation of their own ideas. And as you just said, shaitan is always available to do that for falsehood. But we shouldn't allow us ourselves yani, in an age of knowledge and science and technology to fall into that trap. I understand that there are certain things which are difficult to get a handle on, like poisons, like aluminium. How can I be injecting aluminium into my body? How can I be injecting mercury into my body? How can I have a poisons as, as, uh, as ingredients of a vaccine? Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just have to stay in your lane. You have to just realize that, you know what? You don't want to ask too many questions because you can't, you can't out all the truth, right? You just can't. <laughs> if you start to find out too many things, it will cause crisis. Now, we have that in Islam, that you, mm. you speak to people according to their level. You don't want to give mm. everybody all the, the, the full knowledge. Yeah, and if I was to tell you that we're, we're using poison to cure people all the time, arsenic, for example, it causes cancer yeah. and kills people. That's used in certain types of leukemia as a medicine. Uh, uh, mm. a digoxin. Digoxin kills people. Habibi, we use digoxin every day. I must have dispensed maybe tons upon tons of digoxin to control heart rhythm, to control the heart. Uh, uh, this is something which radiation for example and so many other examples uh, so you know it's a shocking concept to people poisons you use poisons sharia allows the use of poisons it's a, a, a mass ijma' uh, of the of the fuqaha that something which is a poison in its maximum amount but is pure and not been pro mm. prohibited in, in principle in its minor amount can be used so the sharia has already dealt with that in principle Medicine deals with that in principle, but because you can't get your head around the idea that poison in your head is only cyanide, right? Because you're yani, in one track mind from what you've seen in the movies. Now you're going to tell us what, uh, you know, ah, oh, it's yeah, haram, it's yeah. kufr to give. Even cyanide has, uh, <laughs> it's in the apple cores and stuff. Yeah, Allah yani, created yani, these you know, things like for Like I said, wisdom. don't ask too much. The thing that I've been mm. repeating in the last couple of sessions I've done in this in public is the authority one. People saying that how dare, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, comparing the different countries of the world and different regions in the way that they're approaching this, right? Mm. So looking at the West and the curtailing of freedoms, I don't want to be, uh, I have the right, blah, blah. Listen, this, this nonsense of your right, this is purely a Western construct. This idea, don't ask and go into areas that you don't want to go into, right? Because if you realize what would happen if there was an Islamic authority and they saw... <laughs> that the interests of the elderly needs to be protected because they're vulnerable and we need them here because they're the only ones making istighfar for us, only ones who are praying at night for us. They're the ones who are keeping us down. And all you plums who are out there doing absolutely nothing, squat for the ummah, who don't care about the ummah, don't care about the health, and happy to get them all infected and all them die. And it passed a fatwa, and it, they didn't pass a ruling, not a fatwa, a ruling, that it needed to be taken by every single person. And you said, my rights this down, you be slapped silly with that. <laughs> you, you're right. 
And that's why I said, don't go to places you don't want to go to. Don't just say, I don't want to take the vaccine and just shut your mouth. You're in a country that gives you free choice. That's allowing you to do what you want. You want to be your arrogant, yeah, and your selfish little self, then no problem. No problem at all. And I'm not, I'm not saying everybody doesn't take the vaccine. And it is that. But I'm saying if you are a troublemaker and talk rubbish and, and all lie, whatever, then just stop that lying and, and just, just, you know, say, thank you. But thankfully, I don't need to take it. Mm. But believe me, if you came up with this rubbish, Yanni, in the presence of scholars or the presence of an Islamic authority, bro, your tongue wouldn't be able to finish the sentence. <laughs> so maybe that maybe that's a, a good place to kind of um, uh, take some lessons in terms of, you know, some people, they, they're habitually kind of going down these uh, kind of conspiracy theory routes. And there's a bit of the, the magnification of the self. As well, there's that 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 lure that I have some information, I have the truth, and other people don't know about it. Other people are dumb and thick and the rest of it, and it, it's kind of uh, you know a disease of the heart, isn't it? It's, and, and and that affects your thinking. I'm not worried about their hearts. I'm worried about my own hearts. Well, like I've not been this depressed for a long time. I don't do public mm. lectures and things. I can't remember the last time I did a lecture on public streaming. I, in fact. Five yeah. years, ten years—I don't—I can't—I I can't remember when. Or done a, a, a specific podcast or whatever. I'm doing it because genuinely depressed. I—I—I uh, I, I, and I'm worried about myself. And it's me. And every time I do it, I get worse and worse. That arrogance that you're talking about, and yeah, and everyone else is dumb, is getting into my heart. Mm. And I'm really worried for myself. I'm like thinking to myself now that, that when people, see, I, like I said. Those who study the talk of death with me, I go into a lot of detail in this issue of medicines, the wider, not vaccines, but, uh, mm. but the wider concept. And so they know that I'm not a massive medicines fan. And I think that people should be not taking medicines anywhere close to the way that they do. And that there's a major aqidah problem. And that's what Allah suffering so badly. And people don't understand the concept. And I wrote something on Facebook about that uh, recently mm. as well, mm. about how people yeah, they need to understand that shifa, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that the ma'idah from min rabbikum was shifa. Yani that the motive that comes from you, the lesson that comes to you to humble you, to make you connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first, the shifa comes second. Now everybody's straight to the shifa. And not even the shifa, the shifa of Allah. Like, yeah, shafi, ya shifi, ya No, it's the shifa of the doctor. Yani I've got to get to the medicine. But, you know, tawakkul in Allah, reliance in Allah, belief in Allah yeah. has suffered. So I'm a massive fan, actually, of anti-medicine. But now when you see people chatting so much rubbish, lying and really affecting the honest... And important uh, efforts of people who are trying to control the biggest health emergency ever in our history, mm. and they are subverting that. I now can only see them with contempt, and you should not look at people with contempt because it breeds arrogance and pride in the heart. Yeah, pride, yeah. pride, but arrogance. I can see statements coming across arrogant. People must be looking at this thing, look at him shouting, spitting this, that, whatever, whatnot. And who are you to be doing that? And it's scary to me. I can see myself. It's like I'm detached looking at myself saying, bro, what are you doing? Just shut up and calm down. But I can't. It's driving mm. me nuts, this thing is. I cannot understand. If you don't want it, just don't want it. But don't talk rubbish. Don't talk rubbish when you're experts and the, the, the leaders and the, the people. It's it, it's a it's a real problem. It's a real problem. It's a yeah. real, and this is one of the reasons why you know I try to minimize these kind of uh, public uh, mm. because it only shows me up. Everybody looking. I was I was suggesting um, for those people who are inclined to conspiracies that you have to hit them back with better conspiracies. 
That's what I tell myself, isn't it? But it's not the only when you play it back and you hear yourself screaming and shouting like a madman. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, were you supposed? Oh, was I supposed to say no, 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 no? Really? You know, you should, you should Please come back. Go Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> anyway, like I, I said, this like, is actually a conspiracy. Like, to be honest. All of all of these conspiracies, all of these conspiracies are in fact a conspiracy, because the COVID vaccine was made by some Muslims, and there's a bit of Sharia in there, and if you take it, you know, Islam will spread. Why don't we just spread this kind of uh, and you thought thing instead? That the only thing that the Turk, the Turk gave us was Urturul. Yeah, that's what you thought. Also, you said something about Ottomans as well that they were they were involved in the making no, the early honestly, vaccines. I haven't said hardly anything that I wanted to say in this uh, thing. Right? That's the irony. Just run, 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 run. Yeah. Just my, I don't know what. I've I think you're giving uh, Shikmal Maki so a run for so his money as the so amazing rant man. Stuff. Yani, the Muslims got so much game in this. Mm. The ideas, the theories, the origins, and the Uthmani Empire was at the forefront of the development of the concept of inoculation, of a variolation, which is the forefather of actual vaccination. So There's smallpox so and cowpox and stuff. The, the lecture for that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to bore people again. Excellent. Um, I'm conscious of time, <laughs> Sheikh. I'd, uh, I'd spend more time doing this, but uh, I think we're running out of memory card space. So... Uh, Let's uh, call it a night there, inshallah. Zak khairan for uh, joining us. Very uh, um, grateful. I think uh, now you're the, all those shares in uh, Pfizer and uh, AstraZeneca that you have, inshallah, you're going to get a good return from them. Yeah. You, know that you, don't, you, want, you want to hear something interesting? Go on. Obviously, I do a lot of investing and I do a lot of uh, <laughs> a thingy. Number one, I didn't have shares in Pfizer, which I'm gutted about. <laughs> like, as in, They're actually, gutted. their share prices remain quite steady. No, well, no, 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 that's no, now, yeah. meaning that I, if I had used my brain, yeah. when this thing come on the scene, I would have immediately gone into those that have got a track record in vaccination. Mm. Muggins here instead held on to his original holding because I've had AstraZeneca for donkey's years, right? Because yeah. obviously it's I thought you said you held on to your shares in BHS or something. AstraZeneca doesn't have much game in the vaccine market. Yeah. So Muggins, yeah, this mug here, Held big in AstraZeneca, which has tanked, <laughs> right? And you know what it is? I don't even want them to do better, to do uh, good. Here's the irony: that even for my own shareholding to increase, they've been so rubbish in their, in their, in their, in their, in so many things. Like you know, going to the media, trying to release the results to the media, instead of the scientific community, trying to play any you know that we're doing it for no profit, but quasi. And what's wrong with profit? What's wrong with profit? Right? Sallallahu alayhi Coming across the other Ali Zatusalam. The the anyway, so there's the joke in it. That I'm losing yeah. out with this and whatever happens. Could well, be worse. I thought you were gonna say you had some uh, you're still holding on to your blockbuster uh, Woolworths and uh, BHS shares. <laughs> Don't be hating on Blockbuster, bro. Yeah. You know what the blockbuster will say. <laughs> you know, I tucked on raw nerve there, I think you had some <laughs> Anyway, I was going to say, for those watching at home, this is not medical advice. Don't replace this for medical advice. Looks like I'm going to have to say this is not financial advice uh, either. So don't complain to us when you well said. Well said. Uh, lose all your money. Go so, see your doctor. Go yeah. see your doctor and make his day worse. Zaklach <laughs> Sheikh. I think, uh, you know, thank you for coming on and cheering us all up. May Allah reward you. And, uh, May Allah continue to give you all the to do 
the good work that you do to cover up for the rubbish that you sent out. But yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> every one or two good programs, they only cover for the 10 rubbish ones. Yeah. So, Even a broke clock is right twice a day, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and to you at home watching uh, again if you like this podcast give it a like and a share uh, if you didn't like it then uh, press the thumbs down button twice okay uh, let us know in the comments uh, your thoughts your feedback any arguments you have uh, in the comments below and just remember please do subscribe hit the subscribe note subscribe button and the bell notification so you're at the front of the queue whenever we upload anything new we notice again that uh, a lot of people are watching but they uh, a significant percentage of them aren't subscribed also finally please do consider donating head over to donate.islam20c.com and please try and uh, donate five pounds a month to help uh, the unscripted podcast and other some 20 c activities keep on going uh, that's it from me, from uh, myself and the Islam Trinity team. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.